our affection. Come on, tell them our affection. Come on. Come on. Our affection, our devotion, poured out on the feet of Jesus. Our affection, our devotion, poured out on the feet Come on, tell of our. Jesus. Our affection, our devotion, poured out on of Jesus, our affection, our devotion, poured out on Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Oh, how we love you. You are the Tell it one more time. Jesus, Jesus we love you. Oh, how we love you. Oh, how we love you. You are the one. Father, we just thank you today for your grace and your mercy. For we're so grateful that you allowed us to see another day, another week. And Father, we just come to say thank you and to give you praise and to give you glory and to give you thanks. And today we're not holding back any of our praise. We're not holding back any of our thanks. We come to give thanksgiving unto you. And we say thank you, Jesus. And we say thank you, Jesus. Come on, if you love him, clap those hands and give Jesus a shout of praise. Hallelujah. We love you today, Jesus. So thankful to be in the house of the Lord again. Welcome to Ruach City Church where Jesus is Lord. Amen. Leave your seat. Go put your arm around somebody. Give them a greet. Let them know how much you miss them. Let them know Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, whatever greeting you didn't give them before. fellowship there's strength in fellowship there's strength in fellowship if you don't know them introduce yourself tell them your name your shoe size oh how good it is to dwell in fellowship together Oh, how good it is to dwell into fellowship together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So good to be back in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Come on, put those hands together one more time and give Jesus a praise. What an awesome thing to be back in the house of the Lord, and uh, we're so glad to see Rob back in the house today. Yes, God brought him through and brought him out. <laughs> brought him through and brought him out. And so we're so thankful that uh, Rob is back here hanging with us. Rob, I was like, you know, if anybody else asked me where you was at, I was like, I was about to get nervous my own self, you know, so... Rob is back in the house, and is, uh, he's a part of our RCC family, and we love him so much. And we're so thankful that God has allowed him to give that gift here at RCC. Amen? Amen. So we're so thankful for that, and thankful that you did not think it robbery today to be in the house. And Sister Gail, you're just looking sharp today. You just, go ahead. Just caught me off guard. I looked up. I said, look at Sister Gail looking all sharp today. Amen. So good, and so good to be back in the house of the Lord. We're excited. How many people are excited about their 2018? I mean, you're just ready, charged, that things are going to take place in 2018, and some awesome things are going to take place, and you're ready. You're prepared for what God has for you for 2018. Amen? Amen. And know that God is in charge. Uh, this past week, we had completed our uh, seven-day fast. We fast this week, and it was 
I hope that it was as beneficial to you as it was to me. Amen. All right. So your, your body and your spirit is going to be happy now, right? Your body and your spirit is going to be lined up and be happy with what uh, God is speaking into your heart today. So, and again, when we talk about fasting, the purpose of fasting is to quiet down your flesh and let your spirit man begin to speak. Quiet down your flesh and let your spirit man begin to speak. So we pray that you had that opportunity to do that and your spirit was blessed and enriched. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Just look at somebody. I'm so glad that you're here at church today. Come on. I'm so glad that you're here. Amen. Now, if you're to my left, if you want to move to my right, you can. If you're fine there, it's fine. Just that the projector's there so I can't be sent to like I normally am. So I don't want nobody to think I'm just, you know, being rude. It's just easier if you're just here. I hope you want to see my big head on the screen, right? Uh, so we're so glad that God has <laughs> uh, allowed us to be here in graceful. And I want you to be in high expectation for what God has for us in 2018. Amen? I want you to be excited about it. Amen? Uh, there was, you've heard me say this before, there was a, a town that Jesus went into that he can do no miracles. And you think the fact that Jesus could do no miracles is, you know, what happened? Well, the Bible says that there was no expectation. So where there's no expectation, no miracles can be done, right? So uh, we need everybody that, uh, that is attached to RCC to have great expectation that God is going to do something amazing and awesome for our church, for the city, for 2018. Amen. So uh, I want to jump into this. I know everybody's eager to get home and get your hot wings out and get ready for uh, the barbecue wings and get your game, your game face on and get ready. Chris, Chris uh, got his, uh, uh, Chris got the whole family. What's your, what's your jersey, Chris? You didn't get the Chris? You just, oh, okay. All, all right. All right. Everybody, everybody with Chris, but <laughs> they, they got their jerseys going and Richie got his jersey going. They're ready to roll. And so we're going to say a prayer for the Eagles today, all right? We're going to say a prayer for the Eagles. I told them I'll pray for the Eagles because the Giants are at home, so it's, it don't make a difference. I'll, I'll go ahead and put that prayer in that, in that direction. That's fine. I'll do that. Uh, <laughs> so we're excited today about what the Lord is going to speak and do, uh, and some great things are going to be happening. And then uh, I'm going to talk about a little later why Jess is out there at the table. So there's a special reason why we have out there. And even Alex is helping at the table. All right, Alex, all right. She dragged you out there, good. Uh, so we're gonna talk about that uh, a little bit later on why they're out there at the table and get everybody connected to what's happening here at RCC. Amen, and we're in high expectation. We've declared that this is the year of uh, forward movement, right? Um, and so I wanna talk about movement a little bit more deeper today. And, and how that's going to apply. And we want to give you some, some action steps uh, because no matter how much you talk about it, until you put things in place, there could be no movement, right? Until you put things in place, there could be no movement. So uh, I hope you're excited about having forward movement in your life and know that God has some awesome things for you for 2018. And I hope you wrote some things down when you got home uh, after New Year's uh, Eve and you wrote down some things. Oh, good. That's a good list. Write down some things that you're expecting God to do. And if you didn't, I want to encourage you to do that this week, to write some things down that you're expecting God to do for 2018. Amen? Uh, he's already doing some amazing things uh, with me, with, the, with RCC, with the church. And so uh, I told you on February 3rd, we'll be, and I'll keep us in prayer, we'll be speaking at Temple University to uh, about 500 students on leadership. And so that's going to be an amazing experience. And we have the opportunity to tell them, uh, what true leadership is. And we're going to be the only church that's going to be there speaking at a secular event. I mean, that's an amazing thing. The only church that's going to be there speaking. And I told the lady, I said, you know we're at church, right? She said, yeah, I know you're at church. <laughs> so, uh, and when you talk about the Bible, the Bible has tons of kingdom principles uh, that talk about leadership. And so what better place to put those into the minds of uh, college students who need to know about leadership, amen? So, God is making way and he's making progress and there's some other things that we're going to be announcing as we kind of get closer to the middle of the um, uh, month or next month. Some, some great things are, are in the pot staring. They're just staring. Look at somebody say they're staring. They're just staring. All right. They're staring. So we need, we tell them we need you to help stir. Let's keep this stirring so God can do what he has to do for us. So let's talk about moving. We looked at a scripture. I want to jump into this. Uh, we use for our, our text scripture, second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 and um, 
I like to look at different versions of the Bible. If you, you can always download the Bible Gateway app, which has a ton of different versions for you to take a look at so it can become clearer and clearer to you. But we looked at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, and it says, but this beautiful treasure is contained in us. Cracked pots made of earth and clay. Cracked pots made of earth and clay so that the transcendent character of this power will be clearly seen as coming from God and not from us. Man, that's really good. That the power of God will be clearly seen as coming from God and not from us. Because when they talk about cracked pots, those are all of our imperfections that we have. But God still uses us despite of our imperfections. I mean, that's, that's awesome. That he doesn't need perfect vessels. He actually looks for cracked vessels. He looks for cracked vessels. So we've been, we've been kind of really laying there talking about the treasure. Because everyone, God has put treasure in you. Giftings, talents. In 2018, we want to make it a year that we bring those gifts and talents out. So that God can see how beautiful those gifts and talents are. Amen. And so I want you to get your pen and pad out. Let's take some notes. Um, now, I don't want y'all to eat less. I, I was in a revival in New York this, this week on Thursday and Friday, and I got home like Friday, like Saturday morning at 2.30 in the morning, and uh, they tried to keep me over two extra days, but I told them no because I had to be at RCC on Sunday. All right? So, so listen, don't, don't, I, I, don't want, I don't want nobody else eating better than y'all eat, okay? I, I want you to eat the best, all right? Uh, I, I drove back to make sure that I was here to feed you. Okay, so, so I want y'all to be hungry today. Amen? All right. You know, when you teach it somewhere else, they're like, this is great. You know, you teach at home, they're looking like, that, that was good, Pastor. It's like, come on, y'all got to get with it. Let's, let's roll with me, right? So we talk about somebody say, I have treasure in me. I have treasure in me. Okay, so we want to get this treasure that's locked in you. We want to get it out. Let's get this treasure out. So let's look at a scripture in the book of Galatians. We're going to talk about getting connected and some of the things that we're going to be doing as a church to kind of help that process. It says, don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. <laughs> what a person plants, he will harvest. That's a law. That's a principle. What a person plants, he will harvest. Again, we're talking about getting this treasure out. What is the process that God is going to use to get this treasure out of us? What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God. So he says, when you ignore the needs of others, then you're actually ignoring God. When you ignore the needs of others, you're actually ignoring God. One of the things I want to make sure that we do as a church family is not be selfish. It's making sure that God's going to reveal this treasure that's in us, not to make us rich not to make us look better but so that people will know that the power that's working in us is not of us but that it's of God amen and, and, and so it, it is hard and I said this this weekend uh, when I was in New York I said it's hard to get people to think outside themselves it's hard to get people to think outside themselves and really you don't understand that as you serve other people and you help others God actually takes care of you I mean, he, he, who, who can take care of you better than God? But he says, I take care of you as you take care of other people. Amen? He says, when you do his work, God makes sure he takes care of your family, your finances. He says, when you plant, he says, you will harvest. But don't plant selfishness. Don't plant selfishness. What is selfishness? Ignoring the needs of others. He says, harvest a crop of weeds. That's what happens when you so selfishness you don't reap fruit you reap weeds and you can't live off of weeds you can't survive off of weeds all he'll have to show for his life is weeds so the question i want you to write down is what do you want your life to represent what do you want your life to represent what do you want your life to represent don't let your life represent weeds. When we say weeds, what are we talking about? Selfishness. What I did for myself, me, myself, and I. Those are weeds. But what do you want your life to represent? 
when uh, I remember I was doing a funeral one time uh, for a person that no one had nothing nice to say about. And I said, man, what a tragedy to do. I mean, could you imagine how hard it was to do that, <laughs> to do a funeral for someone that no one had nothing nice to say about? When I say no one, I mean no one. It was just like, they were like, well, you know, he's gone. You know, <laughs> no, no one had no great stories on how he touched their life or what great things he did for other people. It was zero. And I said, man, what a tragedy. The tragedy is not that he died. The tragedy that he touched no one's life while he was living. The tragedy is that he didn't give of himself to someone else. They can say, you know what? He made a difference. I mean, think about the fact that Jesus came to give of himself. That's why he was here. He gave himself for you and for me. He says, you don't want to be selfish because when you're selfish, all you have to show for your life is weeds and no fruit. And Christ said, I came that you may bear fruit and that your fruit may what? Remain. So don't be a weed bearer. Don't be selfish. You want to give of yourself. I love this next part of the verse. It says, but the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, Harvest a crop of real life, eternal life. He says that when you have a heart that is right towards God, he said that when you sow, the Holy Spirit does the work to bring the harvest. I mean, that's great. You don't even have to do the work. He says all you got to do is sow and the Holy Spirit does the harvest. Now, harvesting is hard work. If you ever watch anything on National Geographic about harvesting, it's hard work to harvest. It takes manual labor to harvest. But he says, you sow, I'll harvest. You sow, I'll harvest. So I don't worry about, well, did, did this person get this? They received that? God says, all my job is to do is to sow. So, sow the gifts and the talents that God has put in your heart. Look at the scripture in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15 through 16. We want to make sure that you walk in the fullness of what God has for you today. Amen. So that you can understand that God has great things. Remember we said last week that God wants his plan for your life to be clear and visible. So it's not, God does not want you bumping around in the dark in unfamiliar places. Right? It's hard. Have you ever cut the light off in a room and you tried to get to the other part of the room on your way out and you hit your foot? I mean, and this is your house. I mean, you should know where stuff is. But even in a familiar place, you hit stuff. Right? God does not want you bumping around in life trying to figure out what to do next. I mean, that would be a mean joke. Who, who, who would want that? Who would want to serve a God that wants you bumping around, hurting yourself, trying to find purpose? God said he wants it clear. So there is no mistake or no error about what he's calling you to do. Amen? No prolonged infancies among us. Please. That means that no one's going to remain a baby for longer than the season you're supposed to. I thought I'd get a better amen on that one. No one's going to remain a baby longer than the season you're supposed to. I couldn't wait for my kids to get off Infamil. I mean, if you've ever had any kids, that stuff is expensive. I mean, it was like, uh, you, you got, they keep it in the lock and key in CVS, you know, I mean, because people steal that stuff. I mean, Infamil and baby milk is expensive. And I remember when Uriah, he was a preemie, so he was on special Infamil. So his Infamil cost double the price the regular one. And I was like, I couldn't wait. And every time I turned around, I was like, Ray, you can't put a little water into that? And you can't just shake it and add some water and Infamil to it? And she was like, are you kidding me? I couldn't wait. When they got off and they got on regular milk, it was like a party. I mean, if Infamil was cheap, but I'd probably have more kids. But just because of the price of milk, I don't want any more kids. So, I, I, I mean, because what? You can, I couldn't wait for them to grow up. Why? Because when you, when, when you are a babe, there's a different level of attention that you need. You can't change yourself. You can't feed yourself. You can't do anything. But as you grow, you begin to know how to walk, how to talk, how to take care of yourself. And God's saying, I don't want you staying a baby where you got to come to church and oh, that's the only time you eat. You ought to be eating on Monday, Tuesday. Y'all got the look on your face. Thursday, Friday, you know how to pray. You know how to open that word. You know how to let God speak to you. So he said, I don't want you staying a baby forever. 
When we come to church on Sundays, it ought to be fellowship. You ought to, I'm adding to what you've been doing all week. You've been playing worship music all week. You've been living in his presence all week. Come on. See, I can come. I'm always charged because I make sure all week I'm living there. I love to hear Rob, but man, I got my whole playlist in my own iPhone that I keep playing all week so I can stay in his presence. Why? Because I'm not a baby. And he's saying that when you begin to grow up in God, there's some things that you should be doing that becomes habits. I mean, it would look crazy if a grown person walked in here with a pacifier in a bottle. But in the spirit, that's how some of us look. Man, y'all are quiet. That's how some of us look in the spirit. We big, grown, <laughs> and got to pacify the bottle because we can't, and a diaper because we can't do nothing on our own. And God's saying, no prolonged emphases among us, please. It's time to grow up. We'll not tolerate babes in the woods, small children who are an easy mark for imposters. God wants us to what? Grow up. Say that. God wants us to grow up. Say it again. God wants us to grow up, to know the whole truth and tell it in love. You cannot grow up believing a lie. He says, in order for you to grow up, you're going to have to get some truth. So sometimes when I'm standing up here, I'm giving you truth. It may not be easy to swallow, but truth helps you grow. Y'all, come on, come on, talk to me here today. Truth helps you grow. It don't taste good. I hated eating vegetables. I had my grandmother on my, on my father's side. Man, when she would go and say, eat your vegetables and go into the bathroom, my brother and I would dump half that in the trash. And she'd come and say, you didn't eat it that fast. I was like, oh, it was so good. She looked in the trash and saw all the vegetables, right, that I had put in there. Or we had to eat farina. I couldn't stand farina. And she wouldn't let us put no sugar in it. Yeah, you feel for me, right? It was rough, right? But, but good stuff don't taste good, but it does what it's supposed to do. I wanted Apple Jacks. I wanted all the sugary cereals. That would have me jumping off the table and stuff like that. But added no nutritional value. And many of us, we want everything that makes us feel good, but adds no value to us. And we want to make sure that RCC is a church that adds value. Sometimes when you, bless you, sugarcoat stuff, people like staying babies. Because you can't grow without eating truth. <laughs> So, yeah, our church probably could be a little bit bigger now if I just gave people some Apple Jacks. If I gave them some candy every Sunday and didn't deal with the hidden stuff, the stuff the enemy wants to keep you in bondage to, but the minute you start giving them truth, people get uncomfortable. But it has to be told in love. And my passion that you hear when I'm up here teaching, I'm almost done, is the love that I have for you to want to eat the truth so we can become adults in God and do what he's called us to do so you can learn how to pray. You can go out there and pray for somebody and lay hands on the sick and they recover. I mean, the, uh, the Friday night I was in service, I mean, some amazing things were happening. There was uh, five people got healed of, uh, I mean, just crazy stuff. Why? Because... When you, when you give people stuff in love and you're growing up, you can go and demonstrate that. And what we're giving you today, I want to make sure that you grow up in love. Somebody said, grow up in love. Now look at the person sitting next to you and says, I want us to grow up in love together. Come on, come on. I, I don't want to leave you behind. I want us to grow up in love together. Oh, y'all quiet today. Come on, we almost there. Y'all quiet. Come on. All right, look at this. He says, God wants us to grow up to know the whole truth and tell it in love like Christians in everything, like, Christian, like Christ in everything. We take our lead from Christ, who is the source of everything we do. You hear that? Not just Sundays. He has to be the source of everything that we do. I always tell you, if I can get your Sunday self to look like your Monday self, we're good. And if I can get your Sunday, Monday self, look, your Tuesday self, then we're doing really good. And if I can pull that Sunday all the way to Wednesday, man, I'm rocking as a pastor. And if I can get that Sunday and pull it to Friday, I'm a rock star. We are jam-packed. Right? I, I, I don't want you to stop at Sunday. 
and have your Sunday mindset and by the time Monday hits, that's it. He says, you want to be like Christ in everything. In everything. Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and everything shall be added unto you. We take our lead from Christ who is the source of everything we do. He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flow through us, nourishing us so that we will, here it is, grow up healthy in God, robust in love. Man, that's good stuff right there. God wants you to be healthy. I want you to write this down. God wants me healthy. He wants you healthy. Yes, he wants you physically healthy, but he also wants you spiritually healthy. Grow up healthy in God. There are a lot of people who have unhealthy spiritual habits. Unhealthy spiritual habits. But God wants you to be healthy. Somebody say healthy. Verse 15 of that same scripture uh, says this. It says, instead by truth spoken in love, we are to grow in every way into him into him. So watch this. God does not expect you, and this is the last verse I'm reading, God does not expect you to grow up overnight. It is a process. Right? Tell somebody, it's a process. And process does not always feel good, but, but God has to process you to grow up. I don't expect Noah to grow up to understand Uriah overnight. Right? Uriah is 13, Noah is 4. Two difference. Sometimes they act like they're the same age, and I'm yelling at them constantly. But, but I, my expectation, I'm going to tell you right, I says, your brother's four. What I expect of you, I don't expect of him. What I ask him to do, I'm not going to ask you to do. Why? Because as you grow up, you grow up into God. There's some things that God has to put you through so you can grow up into God. I mean, think about that. You're going to grow up into God. He doesn't want you just to grow and you grow outside of God, but he wants you to grow into him. So when you're walking at first and you just get saved, man, there's some things you believe in God for the small stuff, and then as you get relationship with him, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It seems bigger to somebody else, but it seems the same size to you because as you grow, it's the same, you're seeing it from the same perspective of your growth. That makes sense? As you grow, you see it from the same perspective as your growth. Now, somebody else just can save and see what you're believing God for. They'll choke trying to do what you do because <laughs> they haven't grown up into God yet. Ah, come on, come on. Uh, uh, we're talking about what God called us to do here at RCG as a church, right, right? This is me growing up into God. I can see it. Somebody else will say, that's too big. Well, well, well you can't look at what God's calling me to do and judge it according to your level of growth. That's why you can't look at your neighbor's growth. You got to look at your growth according to the word of God. What is God calling you to do? Mondays, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I want to make sure that you are showing your growth every day of the week. I don't want you to have a Sunday church God. I want you to have a God on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I mean, that's when it really counts. It's easy to sit here and listen to me talk for 20 minutes and say, that was a good message to go out there and live the same lifestyle. But man, it takes growth to take what I'm giving you, apply it, and let it change your life. I'm not into growing a church and seeing people come to church just for numbers. I want you to take it and use it. Man, if I see growth, that's how I judge success. When I see spiritual maturity, that's how I judge success. When I see you reproducing and saying, hey, I told this person about Jesus, that's how I see success. I want you to get so excited about Jesus that you can't keep it to yourself. I mean that you're so happy, you're so amped up that you can't help but tell everybody about Jesus. Anybody I talk to, they know, I don't tell them, oh yeah, I'm a pastor. I say, I'm saved, I know Jesus. I don't lead with a title. I lead with my relationship. Oh, come on, come on. You don't need to lead with a title. Lead with your relationship. Lead with your relationship with Christ. And watch what happens to you this year as you grow up into Christ. Into Christ. What are you going to do different this year that you didn't do last year? 
Ask God to show you the things that stunted your growth last year. God, what didn't I do last year that kept me from growing? What did I let get in the way of my growth? What did I let get in the way of my growth? You've got to be really hard about what God's called you to do. I was reading something. I'm going to tell you this last story, and we're going to pray. I was reading something about trees and why the leaves fall off the trees. And it said that when the leaves are blossoming, it's not just the cold weather that makes the leaves fall off the tree. Cold weather does not make the leaves fall off the tree. It's when the leaves are blossoming and the leaves and the tree senses a changing in temperature. The moisture that the leaves were taking for itself to stay green, it takes it in and it sends it down to the roots in order to preserve the tree. So the nutrients that the leaves need to stay green and stay alive, it takes it to give it to the roots for the preservation of the entire tree. The leaves fall off as a result of giving its nutrients away for the preservation of the tree. That's how the leaves fall off. And what I'm telling you is, uh, if nature cannot be selfish, we, we, we got to say we have to learn to be Christ-centered. It's not about me. It's about the work and the body of Christ. Come on. And the work that he has called me to do that says, God, hey, if I have to go do this, I'll have to do it. I'll do whatever I have to do to preserve the body. I mean, that, that Sister B amazed me. I said, I didn't know leaves fell off. Because they choose to give their nutrients to preserve the tree. Because the tree can't make it if the leaves trying to survive. They busy trying to do them. <laughs> come on, come on. The leaves is busy. The leaves, close your Bibles. The, leave, the leaves are busy trying to do them. And say, but they don't realize that while you're busy trying to do you, if you don't feed the roots, you're going to die anyway. Come on, come on. I, 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 mean, I mean, think about it. Think about it. Think about that. Think about it. it, it the leaf is so busy, cute, and they're trying to do them and trying to get all the life of them. I want to make sure I'm seen. I want to make sure they know I'm here. And while they're trying to preserve them, they don't realize if they don't preserve the roots, they're going to die anyway. And God said, this is how the church needs to think. If nature can think and imitate the nature of God. How much more can we as a church do? As a body do that says, hey, I may be a leaf, I may be this, but it's not about me. At the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about what God has called us to do. Somebody says it's about what God has called us to do. So what I want to do is, we put a lot of thought into this. As I'm finishing, close your Bibles. We want to implement something in 2018 called the growth track, which is going to help you grow. You don't want to be a tree or a seed that's stuck in the soil. And Rob, you can come play something for me that does not grow. How many people want to grow? I gave you three scriptures today that showed you it is the will of God that you grow. Come on. It is the will of God that you grow. God does not want you stagnant or staying still or just flatlined. It is the will of God that you grow. Somebody say, it is the will of God that I grow. Come on. It is the will of God that I grow. You want to grow, and we want to make sure we give you everything that empowers you to grow. Grow up, because if you don't grow into him, that treasure that's there will stay trapped. No matter how much I love my kids, neither one of them are at the growth stage where I can give them the keys to my car. Neither one of them are at the growth stage where I can give them a certain amount of money and say, go ahead and do it wisely. But I expect them at some point to grow where I can say, hey, Uriah, go run to the store and get this. Give them Why? Because as you grow, there's different levels of responsibility with growth. And there's certain treasure that's in you that can't come out if you're not growing. So you got to get to the point where you mature 
in God and you continue to mature and you continue to grow so that everything that he has put in you can come out of you. And so we're implementing something called the growth track that we want to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to grow. Sundays is easy. We come, we teach, we try to give you applicable things that you can use Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, meditate on that word, do an analysis, see how God can use you. But then this is an opportunity here through just four classes for us to identify your gifts and your talents. And this year, we don't want to just talk about growth. We want to help you grow. We don't want to talk about, you know, it's one thing somebody tell you, oh, so-and-so, that's a nice place. But man, I always ask people, you know, well, did you get a good deal? You know, what time of year did you go? You know, what, what cruise line did you go on? You know, you're asking questions because I want to duplicate the experience that you had. And Christ does not want you to just read the Bible. He wants you to experience the Bible. He don't want you to read about the power. He wants you to experience the power. We don't want to read about the harvest. We want to experience the harvest. And you see how passionate I am. I need my passion to be contagious to you so that wherever you go, you are just as passionate. You are just as passionate that when you talk about it, man, you got to go through the growth track. I found my purpose and my gifts in the growth track. It got discovered in the growth track. Man, I found out that God anointed me to do this. We want to spend those weeks making sure that you understand what God has called you to do. So when you go back into your place of work, when you're serving here at RCC, you are serving in the thing that God has anointed you to serve in. It's going to unearth those treasures. Don't die with the treasure locked inside. Man, the graveyard is the richest place on the planet because so many people died with their treasure locked inside of them. There's so many gifts and talents that are locked in people's lives because they refuse to grow. And so, just for a moment, I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to just lift those hands and I want you to ask God, God, I want this treasure to be unearthed, the treasure that you can't put in me. I want it to be unearthed want to see it I don't want to die with this treasure locked in me and God as I grow in you you reveal even more of what you've called me to do as I grow up in you you reveal even more of what you've anointed me to do I want to become a source of your goodness I want to become a source of your grace. I want to become a source of your love. And when people hear, they hear me talk. It's not just words, but it's the love of God talking. Help me to grow up into you. That I may be a part of you. That everything that you have called me to do shall be manifested. for a minute just lift those hands and just begin to talk to him for a minute and God's going to begin to do something fresh in you
my breath. Come on, tell them. You're my breath. You're my life. You are my everything. Come on, and feature everything to you. Tell them you're my breath. Come on, tell them. You're my breath. You're my life. You are my everything. Come on, worship him for a minute, church. Come on, come on. Forgive us for not making you our everything. Forgive us for giving your time away. We recommit our time to you. We recommit ourselves to you. And we say, Father, here we are. That you may be lifted up and glorified in us and through us. In Jesus' name. If you believe it, clap those hands. Come on, clap those hands and give Jesus a shout of praise. Come on, if you really believe it and you're excited about it. Hallelujah! You are my everything. You are my everything. Hallelujah. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Just as you get ready to take your seat, just tell two people. 
that Jesus is my everything. Come on, tell him Jesus is my everything. He is my everything. Grab your seat for a moment. We're going to let you go. Thank you for pressing out today and, and being a part. Now, again, we want to make sure that you get connected and that you make 2018 a year of growth. Somebody say growth. And so we've implemented something called the growth track, which is really three weeks, that fourth week, you just kind of get plugged in and get the results of there's a gifting test that you're going to take. And we want to identify your gifts and your talents. Statistically, 90% of the church does not know what they are gifted to do. I mean, that's tragic. They don't know what they're gifted to do. They don't know what they're supposed to give. So we put people in places that they're not gifted and we get upset. And then there's some people that once you recognize your gift, now that, that raw diamond has to be chiseled a little bit. And I'm a master chiseler. Uh, I'm, I'm a master chiseler. Now once that gift is identified, we want to allow you to put that gift to work. And I mean, there's so many opportunities God has been uh, creating and Q's working hard with Harvard's Hands Philly. There's so many doors that God is opening and we want to make sure that no one's gift goes undeveloped. Amen? You want to go to the grave with all of your treasure spent on the earth. All of your treasure. He didn't put that treasure for you to go back into heaven. It's like the man who got the, the rich man gave him a gift. He came back years later and he said, I got that same talent you gave me. I wrapped it up in a napkin and I, and I, I waited for you to get back. Unwrap it. Come on, unwrap it. Didn't do nothing with it. But then you have somebody who took it, multiplied it, used it, and said, look, look at what I did with what you gave. And so we thank God for this. So we're going to be starting this in February. So you see just back there a beautiful sign that says growth track and that great purple table. On your way out, I want you, if you really are serious about really making progress, and you say, I want to make sure that I am growing into my gifts and time. I want to discover what God has put me on the earth to do. This is what this is designed to do. So you can discover what God has put you on the earth to do. In the month of February, we're going to be doing that with you. And this is going to be an ongoing process for our church. As people come in, the first thing they're going to have to do is go through the growth track because we can't help people if we don't know what their gifts and talents are. We, we can't assist them if they don't know their gifts and talents. And so some of us, we went to school for things that we were not gifted or talented to do. I had a cousin that went all the way. She went to Columbia University to study uh, medicine. Got all the way through, started graduate school and realized she was not gifted to do medicine. I said, man, you should have figured that out $100,000 ago. But people are in professions now that are miserable. How many people know miserable people making good money, but they're miserable? Because they're not doing what they were gifted or called to do. And so the growth track is going to help you do that. So on your way out, I want you to put your name down for that. In the month of February, we're going to be starting the growth track class. It's only four. It's going to take you four classes, really three, to figure out what God put you here to do. Your talents and your gifts. In those same classes, we're going to be digging into you and letting you know what God has called you to do so that you can use it. Amen? And be a part of it. How many people are excited about growing in 2018? Growing, growing 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 Th thank you thank you chris thank you thank you all right just before we let you go i want you to get your seat out real quickly get your seat out whatever seed you're going to be sowing today uh we ask those of you that are part of rcc to be a consistent tither we ask that you tithe and god's going to bless the seed that you give uh, one of the topics we're going to be teaching on this year is giving so that people could have clarity on why we give scripturally why we give so you can understand uh, why God has called us to give and that's one of the things thank you so much can I get one of those and uh, that's one of the things that God has called us to do as a body right don't be like the leaf trying to hold up all the nutrients try to hold on to every dollar you got but when you let it go for the preservation the what that leaf that leaf knows I'll be back because the branch that's producing me ain't going nowhere as long as the roots are good. Are y'all hearing this today? 
Man, I, I th thank you. That, that, that's, that's some good stuff, Latoya. That's good stuff. The branch that is producing me, the vine that is producing me, is not going anywhere. So sometimes you got to give up in order to get what everything God has for you. And also, if you did not get one of our invite cards, see Sister B on the way out. Uh, we made these cards up so that you can, uh, that be my guest cards. So anyone that you want to invite, uh, you can give them one of the church's information on it. Just give it to them and say, hey, I'll see you Sunday. Uh, and you can write the time on the back. Uh, but we want to invite as many people as we can. And there's some great things that we have set up uh, for 2018, the first half, that we want to make sure that we get everybody connected. Somebody say connected. Amen. Amen. Now, everybody, say the growth track. We're going to get you on the track. Get you on the track. I don't know if you ever, I, you know, I, I toyed a little bit with running track back in high school. As you see, it was a long time ago. And I used to be really fast. Don't look at me like that, Rob. I used to be really, really fast. As a matter of fact, when I was playing high school football, the, the, the track coach saw me running. I was always coming first place when we do our drills. And he uh, recruited me to run track for, for high school. And one thing I always liked about running track is that where I'm supposed to run was clearly defined around the track. Those white lines, you knew you stayed in your white line and you went all the way around the track. And you look at somebody getting your white line, you look at them like, stay, stay in your lane. And so what this is designed to do is to clearly make sure that track is clear for you. So that everyone that comes to RCC, what God has called them to do, it will be a clear track. Amen? It won't be no blurry lines. Not figuring out what line. Is that my line or your line? We want, <laughs> we want it clear on what God's called you to do. Amen. And how you fit into the plan of us winning our city for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. So get your seed. Your seed. Uh, Chris collected the seed. Some of you may be given digitally. That's fine. But we're going to pray over your seed. And uh, you know, go home. Get your hot wings. Well, you got a lot of time. It don't start to six. So you, you got a lot of time. A lot of time. Isn't it six, right? Six forty. All right. Uh, yeah, you good. good. All right. How many people are excited? Come on, you're excited. Come on, be excited. Renee's excited. Excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I need my excitement to be to tap on you. You know, to get to get your juiced up. Amen. Get you get you ready what God's getting ready to do. Amen? He's going to do some awesome things. Point your hand towards your seed. Father, we thank you for every seed that has been planted today. We thank you for harvest and overflow. We thank you that according to your word, that as they give, it shall be given unto them, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give unto their bosom. Father, we praise you that you said that to the tither, you open up the window of heaven and pour a blessing that they will not have room enough to receive. Now, Father, I decree and declare that their barns will begin to burst and to overflow. We thank you for their faithfulness, touching your faithfulness. And we give you praise in advance. In Jesus' name, somebody say, amen, amen.